I do. And I don't. Happy Monday! Is it? Is it, Kat? It is for me. And it is for me, too, because this is I Do and I Don't Show podcast show. That's right, Joel. This is a podcast where we give almost professional marriage advice to real listeners. They send us their questions at I do and I don't show at gmail.com. I do and I don't show at gmail.com. And if you look up I do and I don't show on Facebook and Instagram, we're there too. And then what happens, Kat? You read the questions. I read the questions and I formulate carefully crafted answers based on my own research and experience. I guess so. And I, with zero experience and zero care, just blurt out whatever comes to mind and sometimes, according to Kat, give some really bad ideas. Um, But also some good ideas, Joel. Once in a while, I hit the nail on the head. You get a few gems in you there, kiddo. Hey, I knew what love languages were. Yeah, you sure did. I think that that at this point is my claim to fame. (laughs) Joel knows love languages. I guess that's it uh, as far as what the podcast is. Should we jump right into questions this I week? I think we should just get right to her. All righty. Okay, so question number one. My wife can only have an orgasm with her vibrator. I think she might be addicted to it. Is this a thing? I'd really love to be able to make her come. She has orgasms with penetration, but they aren't as intense as clitoral ones. Can we wean her off the vibe? How do we increase the chances of me giving her an orgasm? Well, you are giving her an orgasm, number one. Mm -hmm. They're just not as intense. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a moot point. (laughs) Um, But okay, so how do we give her as as intense an orgasm Mm -hmm. as she's getting through her vibrator? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, let me talk uh, intelligently about my vagina and... uh, (laughs) I'll let you know how mine works, and then uh, we can go from there. Well, uh, you want me to spitball some ideas here? Uh, I really, actually, kind of want to hear what you're going to come up with. Okay, right now. so well, first of all, she's uh, using the vibrator, and we mentioned a couple podcasts ago the Hitachi uh, clitoral latch yeah. one, and I'm assuming it's something like that because mm-hmm. it's all clitoral. Yeah, clitoral. Clitoral. <laughs> I'm clitorally. <laughs> The Clitoral Truth. That's a good book, by the way. Clitoral or clitoral? I think it's clitoral. Okay. But I think it's a tomato-tomato situation. Right, or a schedule schedule. Because for many many reasons, for many years, I said clitoral. Mm -hmm. And then I was in a production of the Vagina Monologues, and my director corrected me. Oh. And I was like, I think I know what I'm saying. (laughs) I have one. I have one. I have a clitoris. Clitoris instead of clitoris. Yeah, which rhymes with Dolores. (laughs) Clitoris. Hey, good point. So Seinfeld's answered the question. It's really clitoris. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, that sounds weird, though. Clitoris sounds so much better to me. Clitoral, then. If it's clitoris, then it's clitoral. Instead of clitoral. So mm-hmm. anyway, either way. <laughs> so it's all clit stimulation. Just stop at the T. And, uh, and so uh, how do we... Uh, well, basically, you need to... Uh, use your tongue like the vibrator, right? You need to be able to get it going so fast. That's, um, <laughs> that's your advice right there? That's your suggestion? Well, if, okay. Become to, a machine. You have to mi- become a machine. You have to mimic the vibrator. What's the vibrator doing that you're not doing? You got to do that. It's doing superhuman things in yeah. a far, mm-hmm. far shorter window of so time. So the answer is you're not going to be able to really vibrate as quickly with your tongue. No. But I'm sure that if you spend a little bit of time 
you can get your tongue to do amazing things for her down there. You can, but here's the thing. Mm. If she's not used to having an orgasm in any other way beyond, like if she's not used to having a clitoral orgasm in any other way beyond the wand, it's going to be really hard. Really? Yes. Yes, did you know this? I didn't know that. So so if she's sort of become accustomed to that sensation and mm. that kind of intensity. Yeah. It's it, there is no empirical evidence that supports that you can become addicted to a sex toy. Mm. However, if you are not finding any other ways to stimulate yourself, it's going to take a really long time for anyone else to figure that out. So if the two of you together want to explore him giving you a clitoral orgasm, or her, I guess it doesn't really say, but um, if that's something you want to explore, I would say take a break from the wand for a bit and go back to like old school using your hand and like figure out what you like again. This is, you're saying this to her, even though he's the one writing them. Thing. Well, I think they can do it together. But let him let her. first. She's got to figure it out, right? Like she's got to go back so to she's masturbation. Got, this is so wild because mm-hmm. when you read the question, I thought number one, it's ridiculous to ask somebody to wean themselves off a <laughs> wand. Like I thought that was insane, <laughs> and I thought that the whole idea of she's addicted to it was kind of nuts. Well, yeah, that's not a thing. Right, yeah, and I and I thought that she could use that if she wanted to, and she enjoyed that. Get over yourself, and also let's work toward uh, him being able to pleasure her uh, orally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to take as him well. But you're saying yeah. that it probably won't happen if she continues to use the wand. If she uses only the wand, so if she uses a wand sometimes, or she masturbates with her fingers sometimes, and she knows how to get herself off really quickly without the wand, then it will be much easier for a partner to help her achieve orgasm because she can guide them and instruct them. Yeah. Uh, however, if she's exclusively using the wand to give herself clitoral orgasms, it's going to be very difficult for anybody else to replicate that, as you say. Wow. So it's not that it desensitizes you, because again, there's no empirical evidence that supports that either, right. uh, but you just get really used to one way. And, you know, there's a, uh, something that I've read or some watched, I don't know, um, that speaks to men using their hands, like masturbating with their hand. And I don't know if it's dry versus wet or what it is, but you can actually damage the nerves and that can make it difficult, um, to, become aroused or to during sex with somebody else as well. I've never heard of this. It desensitizes you. And I think that there's also a visual like overstimulation so that when you have one person in real life that's Mm -hmm. stimulating you, it's not the same as seeing like whatever you're watching, so much variety, so many different people. Um, and, And from a completely different perspective. So that can be desensitizing. Mm -hmm. But then uh, beyond that, yeah, I, I would encourage our listeners if they're interested to Google that because I'm just speaking from memory <laughs> of something I read. But there is the idea of that that that, that might actually also desensitize you in a sense. Desensitize <laughs> you in a sense. It's a normal <laughs> sentence. Everybody relax. Um, and uh, so, you know, I don't know if this guy's in masturbates himself, but maybe that might be a fun game for both of them. To yeah. Oh my god. St- I- yeah, we're both not going to masturbate. <laughs> I almost got real personal right there. But yeah, that's a fun <laughs> Talking exercise. Talking generalities. I know, Talking sorry. Generalities. Yeah, I have a hard time sometimes. So here's something really cool that I discovered last year. Okay. It's a website called OMGS. 
Okay. Uh, and it has been created after thousands of hours of scientific research and with like the most beautiful of production and technology. And you pay like a $40 fee, I think, for a lifetime subscription. And it has a series of videos that are instructional about how to achieve female orgasm. So they interview a person and they talk about a technique that they particularly love in order mm -hmm. to reach orgasm. And then they demonstrate the technique. And then there's like an interactive component where if you use your phone and a touch screen, you can actually mimic <laughs> the motions. I wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> Kat's got two fingers together and she's massaging the, almost massaging her phone screen. <laughs> and uh, it's hot. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, would you guys like to see us do video podcasts? Because I'm trying to pitch this to Joel too, but it's going to require that he tidies the studio so he's resisting it. <laughs> Please tell Leave us. Leave me alone. Please tell um, us if you want us to have a YouTube channel because I think it would be a cool idea. Send it in. Anyway, send us blah, blah, blah. OMG, yes. That's a wicked thing mm. in the world. I think it's awesome. And like you could subscribe and you and your partner can both have fun watching the videos together and trying the techniques. How lovely would that be? There's another one called Happy Playtime as well, which is very similar. Um, it's not. It's more like a cartoon vagina that you can manipulate. Boring. Yeah, it's not like the real deal. And I'm telling you, some of these videos of these real-life beautiful women masturbating, ha, 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 it's all right. Well. It's all right. Um, you know what? I, my birthday's coming up. Uh, <laughs> Joel wants his own <laughs> subscription to OMGS. But listen, uh, there's a couple of things here that I think we could touch on with this question, which is, uh, one, how to communicate this to his partner, mm -hmm. because she may be very utilitarian in her orgasming and be mm -hmm. like, no, I'm going to just buzz myself off here, and that's good enough for me. Why do you need to feel the need... like? You know, it's, it's that it doesn't really matter. Like, what's the deal with you needing to be validated as a sexual partner? That's or something really like that? a very good point you bring up. You know, like why don't you? I just do my thing, and you can do your thing. And I am having some orgasms with your uh, penis, so that's still nice. But mm -hmm. whatever. I guess it is important to make sure that both of them really want to achieve this together. Right. Yeah. So, um, but. So th that kind of conversation would be necessary to see what she's up to that way. And uh, and then also how do you approach that as far as like what's his attitude towards it? Mm -hmm. Because if it's a... If it's if it's him going get rid of that thing, that's not going to be a very positive no, conversation. and I, I feel like that is also like a negative approach. I don't feel like men should feel threatened by sex toys. But I feel like he, how do we wean her off it? Yeah, that is an interesting way to phrase that, isn't it? We, like, like it's, it's, a, it's not how do we use it less or how can I be involved more? No, no. How do we get rid of this <laughs> robot like that an, is way too better, way way better in bed than I am? I'm having a flashback to me at three years old having to throw out my own soother. I don't know like, if this should give you a flashback uh, of you at three years old. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was so scary scared about how that <laughs> sentence was going to end. <laughs> Okay, that's My fair. dad said, no more vibrator, cat. <laughs> God, that would explain a lot, wouldn't it? I got yeah. started really young. No, uh, no. It was like saying goodbye to my Susie. Mm -hmm. Which, uh... <laughs> my Susie. <laughs> well, we didn't I thought we didn't want to get personal. <laughs> my Susie. Yeah, I can tell you that there would have to be like an Armageddon type situation before I would throw out my vibrator, though. Yeah, so uh, that's ridiculous um, to 
But I think there are some guys who are threatened. Of course they are. Of course they are. And that's where I wanted to make it really clear Mm -hmm. that get over yourself. Yeah, don't be. Let her enjoy. Like, I mean, there's girls out there that are not at all orgasming Mm -hmm. and and are not even motivated to orgasm Mm. and don't know their bodies at all. Yeah. They're not even, like you say, with the whole finger thing, you're not even learning that part of it. And maybe we don't know, maybe this this girl is like, uh, yeah, I can use my fingers. It just takes twice as long. And it does. Like the female arousal cycle, there's another cycle. The female cycle of arousal is much slower than the males. Mm-hmm. And like foreplay starts like before you're even in the bedroom before for women. You get, that's it starts through texting. Send it, it as can. many dick pics. As well, you, no, don't send not, dick pics. But it can. You can totally start foreplay by like sending suggestive texts to each other earlier right. in the day. And like it, I don't know. I think that if she wants efficiency and speed, she should be able to do that when she wants to. Yeah. But maybe she also would like the experience of him giving her a clitoral orgasm because it's like really intimate and kind of powerful that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I didn't know that that thing about what you said where she has to actually give up the vibrator a little bit, but uh, broach the subject with a lot of um, care and no ego whatsoever. Mm-hmm, it's not right. about you at all. No, it's kind of about intimacy, and and still her pleasure. Mm-hmm. But you being able to give her as much pleasure as that wacky little vibrator. Yeah, and there are ways that you can get involved with the vibrator as well. Like if you're penetrating her while she's using it, she's not going to be able to replicate that when you're not around. And yeah, but I, I feel like that might even be happening. But that's yeah. not good enough. He's it's not he, enough. <laughs> he wants to be the one that makes that happen. And by the way, then enjoy 40 minutes of going down on her, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and you better enjoy that. <laughs> you, <laughs> you bleeping better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, consider OMG yes if she's on board with you because it's a good, good thing. Okay, question number two. Mm-hmm. Since we got married three years ago, my husband has gained nearly 30 pounds. Hot. I don't want to sound shallow, but the extra weight is making me feel less attracted to him. How can I encourage him to get it under control? Uh, I mentioned my exercise bike uh, last uh, episode. Uh, Do you guys have any uh, exercise equipment in the house? Because a good idea would be to get some. Mm -hmm. Like the first thing that comes to mind are things that probably would come very easily and, and somewhat naturally to this woman, I would, I would assume. And that is to be passive-aggressive about it. So when you're... Um, <laughs> Why do you assume she's passive-aggressive? She's a woman. Um, oh, wow. just, <laughs> do you oh. disagree with that, Kat? Mm, let me guess, you don't agree with me again. You know, I'm getting sick of this. <laughs> Joel's misogyny is just puking forward in 2020. <laughs> this is just typical of women on my podcast, which is this one podcast and you, the one and this, woman. <laughs> and this one woman. No, but if she is uh, one of those crazy women, the one in a million that can be passive aggressive, um, I would suggest that she does stuff like when you're at home and you're having something, you just be like, do you need that second hamburger? Oh my God. Um <laughs> I had this happen to me on a date once. All what like a, a first date? Second? Oh, no, no, it was a first date. What? It was a first date. We were out for dinner, and we both ordered the same thing. And he ordered his with a side salad, and I ordered mine with fries. And he mm. was like, "You sure you want fries?" 
And I said, what? <laughs> As you would. Why? He said, well, because, you know, I, I, I worked out for an hour earlier and I know you've been sitting at a desk all day. <gasps> and I was like, what is happening right now? That's wild. So then I ordered a second order of fries. Did you? Because <laughs> I'm passive aggressive. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you were just matching his passive aggressiveness. At oh, that point. yeah, yeah. That's wild. That was also the last date. That, that's what. That's. I get it. If this guy's like, oh, you know, I'd like to date somebody who is obsessed with fitness the way I am, or health, or whatever. I think he. Will, that's exactly how he. Felt. Yeah, but don't like be like, oh, I'm. A, I'm. A, let's see if we can shoehorn you into that role. But you if I mean? yeah, like if you are a person who's obsessed with fitness, you just need to look at me to know that I'm not going to be your type. <laughs> I, uh, I love a good cheesecake. I but it's very also like ugh. Like I don't I <laughs> Jewel. Like I I get it. You probably didn't show up in yoga pants, but like, you know. No. That's insane. Yeah. Uh so no, don't but yeah, do I that. Suggest, oh, sorry. <laughs> Take an example from this guy. Brilliant. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not a good idea. Uh okay. There's, what else you got? Well, there was the other uh it's, this one's not as passive aggressive. This one is uh, an idea where, um, like, I don't know what this girl's into, mm-hmm. but, you know, I remember an ex-girlfriend of mine wanted to get fit herself. And so she brought back some P90X. Uh, I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. I think it's, <laughs> it's interesting, eh? Is How, a like, supplement? These, no, it was, it was a workout oh, okay. thing. It, this, is, this is what's wild about these workouts. Because everybody knows there's the Jane Fonda workout mm-hmm. thing. And there have been, what was, what's his name? Uh, Richard Simmons mm-hmm. workout and tapes. Wasn't there a guy named like Billy Blanks or something like that? Maybe, too, or Banks? maybe. And then there was like, this other fad was P90X. Okay. That was like, I don't know how long ago now. Probably almost 10 years, well, maybe like seven years ago or something mm-hmm. like that. But that's insane, right? Because you've never heard of P90X. Mm. These but we've things... already established that I don't work out. So. <laughs> that's true. But I don't either. <laughs> and you, yeah, and no. I've heard of it. Okay. But I always say that, like, if I've heard of it, then it must be popular. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to uh, some of our mutual friends, and I was mentioning the, the fad of OK Boomer. Have you heard this? No. This is weird. Oh wait, no, it's what kids say to people like me, right? The, to ba- baby boomer, would you, would you, are you? No, I'm not no, a baby, not boomer. baby boomer. I'm not that old. Yeah, it's, sorry, boomers. It's t- <laughs> sorry, bloody boomers. <laughs> but I always thought that this whole okay boomer, it's it's when uh, they say something like, "Well, in my day, we were able to own a car and go to school and uh, buy a house right after college." And the millennials go, okay, boomer. Yeah, it's you just know, like dismissing. You don't even understand the world no. now, you know. And it's pretty obnoxious, mm-hmm. I think, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes boomers do know things. They, that it's true, they do. Stupid millennials don't. Not to say that all, but anyway, the point is that this <laughs> is a, a weird, divisive phrase. Yes. That exists for no reason, and that's social media. But um, I've heard of it, and you now. Uh, no, you vaguely heard of it. Uh-huh. So I brought it up and they were like, I, I don't know. I've never really heard of it. I'm like, if I've heard of it, it's got to be popular. Because I'm not searching. Like, I'm not right there <laughs> knowing all the pop culture. Things. I'm not in it that deep. Right. You know what I mean? So it's got to be pretty huge. So anyway, P90X. <laughs> I was like, where? How are we going with this? Okay, boomer. So P90X. <laughs> uh, we established you're not a boomer. You're not a boomer. Um 
so P P ninety X was popular, and so she brought home these DVDs for her to do, mm-hmm. and she said, "Come and do them with me," and I tried and like you know halfway through gave up and then she said come on and I was like okay you know it's just like but let me just build up to it I'll try to do a whole episode another day but like (laughs) we only did it once but the thing is that (laughs) if she's into exercising and and losing weight in that sort of way lead by example yeah Okay, I don't think that's a totally insane idea. It's not it's not as much of the passive aggressive thing. No. It and it's not really manipulative. It's more like we can do this together. Well, I think hundred percent like it's gonna have to be an effort jointly mm-hmm. achieved because in order to change your health patterns, you have to start with food usually. So mm. they're definitely gonna have to support each other in the kind of food they eat at home. Um I think you're gonna you're gonna get mad at me. Because I'm going to suggest that they have to have a conversation. Bullshit. Joel, it just has to happen. Well, I don't know if that's true. What if... <laughs> I think it is. I think she has does to she say... Do, does she do most of the cooking in the home or does he... Is there a way to stop buying chips? <laughs> you know, I don't know if if it is always a diet thing either. Our diet has more effect on our overall health well, than I've, I've anything heard, else. I, I don't disagree with diet being very important, but I've heard like someone's told me that they work out so that they can eat whatever they want and mm-hmm. it, they still can maintain a certain sort of weight. Yeah, but wouldn't it be nice if you just changed the way you ate in general at home, especially? Oh, I don't want to work out. Yeah, I don't want to so exercise at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Work out until you puke. Like I feel like I, I have learned, and <laughs> until I am, you puke. Yeah, I, well, that's what it is, right? You mm-hmm. work out like a fiend. You hate yourself for every bite of the something that's considered, you know, not appropriate. Right. That's such a shitty lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, no why not just have a really good baseline at home? Bring your lunch to work. Mm-hmm. Occasionally enjoy dessert or a night out for dinner or the holidays. You know what I hear a lot of people are doing these days? It's this uh, fasting diet where they don't eat for 16 hours. Yeah, that's what I do. They binge eat for the other. Well, no, it's not binging. But but you can eat whatever you want. More or less, yeah. But but obviously, you don't want to go crazy. No, and I don't. Like, I I try to stay away from a lot of complex. I don't, I promise. (laughs) But you could have a chocolate. Yeah. And yeah. uh, you could eat a hamburger. Yeah, and it's quite easy actually. If you get started, you get into the habit. You just have some black coffee and some water until like one mm-hmm. o'clock in the afternoon, and then you just have like a normal lunch and a normal dinner, and mm-hmm. stop eating it around seven. Yeah, it can't be that hard. It's not, and there are like I'd apps like to and have stuff. Chips you can do. probably a little later in the I evening. I love before. chips. We have to stop talking about chips. I can't <laughs> stop thinking about them, Joel. It's all I want right well, now. Quickly have some before seven. <laughs> I've got three hours left to eat chips. chips. Uh, Yeah, but no, I think she has to talk to him though and say, Mm -hmm. hey, listen. And like, this is a very careful conversation. Well, is there a way of saying it without going like, you've gained weight and I'm finding myself less attractive? That's not a sentence anyone wants to hear. I would not say that. I would say like, I need to start making healthier choices for myself. Mm Uh, and I want you to get on board with me to support me through this because I want both of us to live really long, healthy lives. But there's there's such a, like, I mean, I've always loved this when I've been in a uh, serious relationship, the idea of being a bit of a super couple, you know? Mm-hmm. Like being like, oh, we're going to be so healthy and, and being supportive of each other and, you know, um, maybe getting up and being productive during a day instead of staying in bed. I mean, some days you have to stay in bed, so like... <laughs> 
too. But um, but yeah, if you have those sorts of uh, that that teamwork sort yeah. of uh, environment or vibe, whatever, yeah. in your relationship, that can be really fun. So maybe if you approach it that way where you're like, I don't know if we're as healthy as we could be and I'd love for us to be like this super healthy, hot, sexy couple and um, – you know, being healthy and working out that also apparently, and again, you and I have never experienced this and I don't know if it's necessary (laughs) for us, but it increases your libido. Oh, you know what? I I did go through a period where I was working out and eating very, very carefully. (laughs) Now I remember. Yes. I wanted to bone (laughs) every hour. It's true. It's, it's true. I've lived it and felt it. Yeah. It's a hundred percent true that that increases your libido. So maybe I should get on my exercise bike. You should. And uh, Everyone should I... exercise every day, but you should do things that you like to do. So like if you love to dance, mm. just <laughs> throw on a YouTube video and dance for like 20 You're or 30 You're not literally minutes. suggesting that for me. Do you like dancing? I Do I seem like somebody that enjoys <laughs> no. dancing? I don't even understand. But I do. I, I love dancing. So I'm going to take Zumba classes. I philosophically don't understand dancing. Like I don't <laughs> get why anybody would want to dance. Like I don't get the, and I, I like looking at some dancing just because everyone's got such a huge smile on their face. But you're like, a musician. How can you not understand well, I dancing? I don't play dance music. Like, yeah, but all music, you can feel the rhythm and don't you just like want to express? I don't mind movement to music or like there's, oh, okay, this is a good beat. You know, you bop your head a little bit, but I don't understand the full body dance. Oh my God. I love to dance. Like this dancing thing. Like I... I don't. I don't understand interpretive dancing. Like I can never interpret what's going on. It just seems like okay, you're moving. Um, there's just so much about dancing I don't get at all, and I'm. I'm not embarrassed about it, but I'm a little bit like, I know it's not cool. You know, I know it'd be cooler for me to love dancing and to find dancing, but I just don't get it at all. Hmm. Like, what is it? I think it's just like getting lost in the music. Do you, does does dancing is it is dancing effective for you when you're completely sober? Yeah, I can dance in any circumstance. So it's if not music just a good. stupid drunk thing. People no, do. it's not. It's not. Well, for me, it's not anyway. But if the lighting isn't right, I won't dance. Interesting. Like, like what does that? What do you mean? Like if if there's if it's like a stark, brightly lit venue, oh, yeah. I, it doesn't encourage me to dance right. unless everyone is dancing, in which case I won't care. And dancing is like there's a sexual element to it. Is I guess, true? yeah, there can be. Like, because you dance with somebody, but sometimes, sometimes you'll dance alone, yeah, or with the girls. Yeah, and you all stand in a circle and laugh. Okay, so you're gonna laugh at me now. Um, when I dance, I feel like I'm connected to the life force. Mm, that, I'm not laughing. I'm just like furrowing my brow. <laughs> <laughs> so, as 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 if to say what? What the hell? <laughs> I just think there's like a universal energy that collect, connects all living things. Right. And I think that that's what I tap into when I'm dancing. Mm. But so, I also so that, feel like I tap into that place during sex too. Oh, okay. So interesting sort of almost more spiritual version yeah. of it being sexy. So it's not as much, oh, he, they're gyrating their hips in a very sexy way and mm. we're thinking about having sex as much as it is this life force I'll say this magical life force, <laughs> <laughs> but this universe energy of the universe, blah blah blah. Yes, which uh, you connect to in both those. Is there a, another way that you can connect? So obviously, some music, people can do it through exercise to really? bring us back to the topic that we were attempting to broach. <laughs> so, but wait, the mu- so music is the 
is a key in the dancing. Like you're not going to just stand there and dance and all of a sudden start feeling like, could you do that with your head? So there's music. Do you listen to music during sex typically? Always. Always. No, not always. Most of the time. But like most of the time that's like a... Almost a requirement, would you say? No, or not no, a requirement, but definitely not. But you it it enhances things for you or for it sure. gets you into that. So I wonder if that's it's really the music that is connecting you or making you feel connected to the alleged life force. No. It's the movement? Mm, it's the energy that you're tapping into, I think. I'm trying to help us get into the energy here. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for the common thing in the connecting that you're doing. And it seems to be music. Music. I think it. Plus I think. Movement. I think the common thing is belief that there is an energy to tap into. Yeah, but how else? How else can you? Because uh, if you're working out, oftentimes you're working out to music. So there's movement and music again. Mm-hmm. So these are ways to tap into. I want get. I want to get all of our listeners tapping into this life force. Sure. So music and movement and movement. Yep. And the breath, the breath and the body and music. Mm. There you go. Those are the three things. And you, like arguably could put on music in your house Mm -hmm. and sort of dance to it. Mm -hmm. Even maybe one of these, I don't know if you do this, people do this dancing and cleaning thing. Um, I have done. Would you feel connected in that moment or is that too much thinking about the cleaning? So, but could you by yourself dancing, dancing around the living room, feel connected to the life force? Probably. Yeah. You don't know if that's happened. Oh, yeah, it has happened. It has happened. Yeah, I used to have dance parties with my kids all the time, too. Hmm. After dinner, we clean up the kitchen, and then we go and turn on music and just, like, dance for hours. Wow. Hours. Hours. A couple hours. Then they'd have a really good sleep. That's right. (laughs) Tricky. (laughs) Interesting. So, um, yeah, I don't remember the question. (laughs) She wants to get her husband to shed the 30 pounds he's packed Dance. on. Dance. And, and I, you know, I've seen that video on uh, the Facebook where this girl's dancing and dancing and keeps showing uh, time go by and she gets thinner and thinner and thinner. Cause, mm-hmm. And she's just like moving her feet back and forth. She's not even really doing it. Yeah, walking dance. is okay too. Walking's a good yeah. entry point into the world of Ooh, exercising. And who, like, that's going to be good for the relationship. Walk with each other. Walk and Go talk. for a walk every night. I love the walk and talk. It's yeah. my favorite. You mentioned that before. It's just a wonderful little time. So there's so many things you can do physically together. By the way, if you bang more mm-hmm. constantly, yeah. he's only going to get thinner and thinner and hotter <laughs> and hotter and then get those muscles. What would you call these? In this <laughs> We'd had this conversation. Sex muscles, I call them. But sex muscles, obliques. Ob- I called them G.I. Joe legs and you laughed at me for like 10 minutes. Yeah, so if you can uh, decipher what we're talking about there, those muscles will appear and that'll be really hot. Mm-hmm. So, yep. But broach it carefully. Don't be shameful and don't make him feel like you are unattracted to him. Yeah. I, w- I would almost be less forward with your opinions mm-hmm. in this case. Yeah, just be like, let's collectively yeah, as a Yeah, let's be a, a great super couple and and make uh, make change mm-hmm. in our lives. And these are some ideas that I had. Yeah. Dancing. P90, not P, well, whatever the fad is now. A little bit of different diet. Snacks only on the weekends. We want to have a lot more energy. So that's going to require more vegetables, more fruit, you know, more, you know, mm-hmm. those types of things. Okay. Or just leave them for someone hotter. Next. <laughs> Question number three. Dear, I do and I don't. My wife and I have been married for four years, one kid. 
We know that our single friends now find us boring, but we find married friends with kids like us just as boring. What? So how do we avoid becoming boring ourselves and maintain our ability to relate to other non-boring people? Easy, get rid of the kid. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We, we, last Ship uh, out the kid. Last episode, we talked about giving, like, getting rid, like, being okay with leaving the dog. Uh, be okay <laughs> with leaving the kid. Ditch your that children. That kid is dragging you down. Um, okay, but I do know couples with children who are still cool, and so do you. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, don't name them. Um, well, that might be true, but this couple is not cool with their kid. Well, they're afraid they're not going to be cool. Yeah, that, I think maybe that's where this uh, question needs to be. Uh, we need to speak to, we know that we're boring to our single friends. Yeah, well, how do they know that? Why yeah. do they know that? Yeah. Have they told you that? Uh, yeah, or they're being pretty they, presumptuous. They're not hanging out with you anymore? I always hated when my friends got kids and then disappeared off the face of the earth. I mm. like kids. I would have loved to hang out with my friends' kids when I was single. I, n- Sometimes it made me go home and cry, but... Because <laughs> you wanted the kids? Yeah. Yeah, th- hence the freezing of the eggs as we spoke of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> contingency plan. Um, but what I would say that if they're worried about not being cool... Mm-hmm. You gotta mitigate that uh, that struggle, mm-hmm. that that uh, insecurity by being super interesting. Mm-hmm. So, what does that mean? More tattoos, <laughs> more piercings. Just go crazy sometimes. Just like lose your mind. So you're kind of right. I think they have to make sure. <laughs> Ooh, I am. I think they have to. No, make I'm. Sure. A, I'm a little bit like. Who are you to say I'm kind of right? I'm, a, I'm entirely right. What are you talking about? You're kind of right. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you knew all the answers, Cat. I'm, I forgot that that was the premise of this show. You know. But anyway, sorry. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you have some good points, Joel. Well, thank you. <laughs> I folded my arms in a very uh, smug way. Joel is not passive aggressive. He's just full on aggressive. Um, No, I think that they do have to stay interesting. And how do you do that beyond getting tattoos and piercings? Well, you keep indulging in the things that are interesting to you besides your child. I would start a pot. I already started a podcast. <laughs> Don't do one about marriage advice, though, because that, we've got the market cornered on totally. that one. But, you know, you could start a podcast. By the way, you guys could start a band, just the two of you, you know. Um, <laughs> people that play music are like cool. Like Donnie and Marie. <laughs> yeah, if that works. You well, know, you know they were Sonny brother and, and sister. Oh. Um, any sort of, look, what about the um, rainy days and Mondays always get me down? What's What, what band is that? Mondays, hey. It's a Monday. Um, <laughs> what band? Start a band. Okay, sure. Okay. Um, uh, ABBA. But each couple. have your own hobbies too, so you don't get boring to each other. That's not what the question's about. We need these people to be cool <clears throat> for their friends. I don't know. Host sick parties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like create sort of like, okay, if you're doing a party, you're going to a party or you're hosting a party sort of write a script with each other where you're just like, okay, how about a story? You like come up with an anecdote that you're both going to tell collectively where they're like, those two are the cutest or the funniest. Did you hear how she came in with that punchline at the end of that story? That was hilarious, you know? They'd be like, these are the, this is the best double act we've seen since Abbott and Costello. Does anyone know who that is? Laurel and Hardy? I know who both of those people okay, are. A few. Um, Burns and Gracie. Okay, boomer. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, gotta, you I gotta imagine? say that a few more can times so it can be the title of the episode. Okay, boomer. Do you think people could actually script themselves before going to a party? Absolutely, especially That's if it's so storytelling. Funny. Yeah. If we ever go to a party together, Joel, we Wanna should do, do this. Want to do some scripting? Yeah, we should do this. We don't do it for the podcast, but no. let's do it for a party. <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about on the podcast, but gold material yeah but that's the that's the that's the trick there is just to really have coolness prepared and by the way (laughs) feel free to lie like there's no reason to come out with (laughs) your stories can be false yeah absolutely and and you can even do stories don't actually i was gonna say you can even do stories about the kid no don't don't talk about the kid nobody wants to hear about that stupid thing just um come up with the funniest most interesting things you can possibly say Mm -hmm. um and another way to do it is to be really good at like improvising moments in the party together, you know, where you make an event happen where they're like, that could never have happened, you know, if they weren't here. Like so-and-so's milk came out of their nose because they're drinking milk at a party. Milk came out of their <laughs> nose. They were laughing so hard. This is crazy, you know, shocking <laughs> events. Um, yeah, uh, uh. I, are there ways that you could be interesting in a party without planning it so far in advance? No, not really. But if like carrots in the nose and then you dip them and she eats the carrots out of your nose or something. Oh my God. It seems gross on the surface, but just make sure your nose is clean. And then like, and you guys are in an intimate relationship. It's fine. You've definitely licked his nose before. So, um, what? nose play. That's not a thing, is it? That's not a thing. (laughs) Look, everything. Please don't make me go home and Google that. Everything's probably a thing. I know. I'm just realizing somewhere, (laughs) somehow, that's for sure going to be a thing. Play. Oh no. Um. Yeah. Like, just do crazy things. Mm. That's really the only answer. I don't know that you need to do crazy things, but I do think that if the only interesting thing you have to talk about is your child, then you're doing something wrong. Mm. So I think that should be a red flag that Mm. you need to make more time for things for yourselves and don't shut out your single friends just because you assume that they find you boring they yeah. probably like hanging out with you yeah. sometimes don't bicker in front of them oh my god though do you Ooh, hate that bickering couples yeah. oh yeah. my god there's nothing worse and then you have to sort of mediate the yeah do not I fight end up mediating do not bicker in front of your yeah. friends don't don't do that ask them for marriage advice <laughs> If you need marriage advice, don't talk to your friends. Send us a message, uh, an email. Well, you already did. To I do and I don't show at gmail.com. That's the answer to that question. And they find married friends with kids just as boring because those people are probably only talking about their kids. I mean, that's another thing that they could do is they could talk to their married friends and be like, look, we're trying to do this thing where we're more interesting mm-hmm. and try to get them on board so you get you become a very interesting group of married people. Yeah, You could be like, hey, you guys are boring, but <laughs> if we all started a band together or a podcast, like there's eight people on the podcast, <laughs> four oh, wow. couples oh, wow. with kids screaming in the background, shut up! That sounds horrible, actually. <laughs> I like the band idea, though. That's kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, start a band um, or get together and do a patchwork quilt. That's scintillating right there. Well, they, uh, yeah, okay. Look, I don't know. I don't have any creative raise ideas. A, raise a barn. Do some nude photography. Oh. With, a, with your couple friends. With your other friends. couple friends? <laughs> yeah. I might have actually done that. With a couple... <laughs> Cat, I can't say anything crazy. You just, you've done them all. 
it's it's very difficult. It's very hard for me to uh, say things that are ridiculous when you're going to have done them. Do you realize how difficult that is I'm for I'm sure me? that I haven't done it all, Joel. I'm sure that I I'm haven't. not sure of that. I am not sure. <laughs> but what was the, did you do a calendar or something? It feels like it would be a, a calendar. No. You guys just got together. And no, I mean, I, I used to have a burlesque troupe for many years. Uh, yes. And a lot of the troupe members were married to each other. And mm. we would do like group photo shoots for posters. Now, that's an interesting group of friends. Absolutely. Create a burlesque troupe with your Create a friends. Bur- that was so... Why didn't you say that at the beginning of this stupid question? Well, sometimes you normalize your own life, you know? <laughs> you just forget how crazy it's. I don't know. I haven't done anything too wild. But if you want to start a burlesque troupe with your friends and just go take off your clothes in front of people, that might be a nice idea. <laughs> yeah, Kat, that's run of the mill, but I guess uh, they could try it. <laughs> or go fishing. I was going to suggest go fishing. But yeah, I guess they could start a burlesque troupe if you want to be boring. Well, you know, maybe there's a, something to be said for like having a sitter to watch the kids so all the parents can go and hang out without the children sometimes. Ooh. That's going to be not boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, and what do normal people do for fun? Like bowling? No idea. No idea. I they like to go stay bowling. home. They could go to a board game cafe. Yeah. Uh, they could go to a cafe and do a patchwork quilt. What's with the quilts? <laughs> That's so random. I know of a cafe uh, locally which has a quilting group that will come. And it's a group of like, because I saw them there once when I was playing music. And I think it's like got like six women with short gray hair mm-hmm. that, that the boomers. That sounds about The right. okay boomers. And one middle-aged man. Oh, bless him. <laughs> it's such an interesting group. That guy would be my favorite, I bet. Yeah, he's just, "Mm -hmm," you know. Uh, And they're all sewing. Um, But anyway, there's a lot of things you can do. Be interesting. That's the answer to that, right? Be interesting. Don't be boring. Hello. You can maintain your ability to relate to other non-boring people by preserving your own personal interests that existed before the marriage and before the children. Mm -hmm. Find some new ones. Find some new ones. I want to learn how to do pottery this year. Yeah, so make fun of the patchwork quilt and then bring up pottery. That makes sense. Pottery is kind of sensual and <laughs> tactile, though. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to find Have a way to make ghost? a quilt, quilt hot. Well, you're puncturing something with this hot needle, <laughs> <laughs> this sexy dick-like needle. <laughs> wow. No, um, both of them are pretty. No, I, actually, pottery is a fad right now. Is I've it? seen it so many times on Instagram. And again, we've mentioned this about OK Boomer. If I've seen OK Boomer... That must be popular. I've seen m- multiple people doing a pottery. I think you can do it in Toronto. Oh, I don't want to do pottery anymore then if everyone's doing it. <laughs> Forget it. That's I thought it was my idea. Sound, I'll never go mainstream. <laughs> We're going to start Un- a burlesque troupe. Unfortunately, because this podcast is not going to go... Uh, we, 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 we would love for this podcast to become mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, stop trying to ruin it, Kat. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, pottery is interesting. Uh so there's so many different things you can do. Just stop being boring. Try that. Yeah. Be more confident in yourselves. And support each other in your efforts to be less boring. Yeah. Like if someone's like, uh, honey, I'm just going to read Lord of the Rings again. No, it's boring. You can't read Lord of the Rings again. Read it. Here, read one of these erotica books. or Here's you know, a Groupon for a pole dancing class in yeah, the falls. Yeah, be interesting. Join the army of sass. Yeah, come on. Do you know what the army of sass is? No. <laughs> 
it's a dance class, I think, where um, women wear high heel shoes and learn how to dance sexy. Mm. Mm. I think I just like really simplified the whole concept, but there's a franchise. All right. Join the party of sass. Army. It's army. An army of sass, Joel. Join the army of sass. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. Be cool. Be cool. Stop being losers. And join the army of sass. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, Was that all of our questions? That's a whole episode you got Just right there. Just like, what is it? R- race through them. We're so good at giving advice these days. I know. Efficient, like a vibrator. Like a, <laughs> like a Hitachi. Um, the wand. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the second episode of the year of I Do and I Don't Show podcast show. And um, if you would like us to tackle your marital problems, please send us an email at I Do and I Don't Show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also message us on the social medias. Of course. And I assure you that Joel will not read your questions. Don't want to. And, and that's Facebook, I Do and I Don't Show, and uh, Instagram, I Do and I Don't Show. And uh, you can always subscribe on all the different platforms and enjoy us every Monday when we release a new episode of Almost Professional Marriage Advice. Cheerio, mate. Have a grand day. <laughs>